I'm Matt Brownell. And I'm Van Owens. And I'm Tim Adams. Welcome to Climbing the Mountain, where we dive into the scriptures and discuss themes, connections, and real-life application. We're kicking off a series here where we're going to examine the Sermon on the Mount and discuss implications for this teaching for Christians today. Welcome back to the pod, everyone. We're going to read the scripture we were just talking about. I'll, I'll give a quick summary of what we were talking about. If you missed it, probably want to go listen to the last one. This won't make a heck of a lot of sense if you don't. <laughs> but if you want to just, just roll with it, that's fine too. Uh, Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. And what we talked about briefly last pod was we tend to miss what's important to God, and we think these big, mighty spiritual acts are what he's looking for, and he's probably not exclusively looking for that. He's probably looking for something deeper. Um, and I think Jesus probably said this because his audience missed it to some degree, was missing that this isn't what really is important to God. How do you think we miss this? And how should we realter our thinking to better reflect God's priorities? Yeah, I think this is actually a pretty um, interest, important thing for, to, for us to consider because I think a lot of the world views God, views religion as, as self-improvement, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm going to and make myself a better person somehow. And that's totally missing the point of what Jesus is saying here, because I think what, what's key is knowing God, knowing God. And that's what God really wants from us. He turns away the religious people who said they've you know, said all the right things, done all the right things, because he doesn't know them. They don't have a real relationship. So I think knowing God uh, is the thing, and it's connected to where we started in Matthew seven thirteen, where we we said that um, the gate and road uh, that uh, it, it reminds me of John ten nine, where Jesus describes He is the gate uh, to enter into life, and John fourteen six, where He claims to be the way, the truth, and the life. So, according to Jesus, there's just one gate and path to life, and that's Him. Mm-hmm. So. I, I thought about this, and I, I tend to think we miss it because we want to miss it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's it's fun. It's more fun, and it's honestly easier to do a couple big spiritual acts <laughs> than it is to actually get into the muck and the mess that is life. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think as culturally, most Christians culturally don't like mess, uh, including us. And and God's actually calling us to get into the mess, which he's been doing since Genesis. I mean, it's not getting into the mess of people isn't new. It's not a new concept. Um, But we'd rather do a few mighty acts, call it a day, say, all right, hope it works out well, then go and actually get involved and work through um, the mess that our and other people's sins and shortcomings created. Mm. We don't really want to do that. 
Like we'd actually have to partner over production. We'd have to value partnership over production and us and very likely a lot of people listening are having a, have a hard time with that mm-hmm. because we're so conditioned to va- be valued by our productivity. We would have to actually value just partnering and walking mm-hmm. and letting the results mm-hmm. come as they come and on God's timing and not on ours. Mm. Yeah, I think we get we get conditioned, I think. And I'm going back to what I said a podcast or two ago about the the about longing for the the entertainment mm. or the flattery or the comfort and soothing. Uh, the the big things are entertaining, right? The big mm-hmm. the big prophesy, the big somebody who has never walked getting up and walking away and taking their mat. And I think of the passage in in Luke where Jesus goes to his hometown and the people in his hometown say, hey, do the stuff you did when you were in Capernaum, which the miracles and the feeding of people and all that stuff. And Jesus comes back to them and he basically says, no, not doing that here. You know that, and he talks about the widow of Zarephath and how Elijah was able to feed her and about Naaman the Syrian and about how Jesus was able to heal him. And those people were not Israelites. What those people were was they were obedient. In both of those cases, they were told, do this. And it was Mm -hmm. something that they would have been opposed to. In the case of, of the widow, she was told, take your last bit of oil hmm. and 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 flour and make some bread for me. And then you'll have an everlasting supply of it. That didn't make sense, but she did it anyway and she yeah. was rewarded. Hmm. Naming the Syrian was told, go dump yourself in this river seven times and then you'll be healed. It didn't make sense to him and he bucked it a little bit, but when he did it, he was healed. And that it it goes to that partnership that you were talking about, Jim. It's not the big, flashy, shiny new thing that we all kind of in our flesh sometimes long for. <laughs> the dramatic. Entrance. Yeah, we want the we want the show. Oh, we love it. We, uh, you know, I love the show. I love a good show, but I know that the but I know that that's not what it's about in my faith that maybe there won't ever be a big show in my whole Christian life, but that if I walk the right way at the end of it, then the big show comes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The, the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed, right? Like it's, it starts so small and seemingly insignificant right. and, and yet it grows into something incredible mm-hmm. and it's the, it's the faith to walk that way that feels like it's insignificant, that feels like it's not doing anything, and to do that constantly, to walk according to God's plan. And the promise is that there's going to be incredible fruit from that. Um, but we have to, have to trust. Yeah. Well, when Jesus starts this section uh, in verse 21 with Lord, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my father who's in heaven. What is that will by which we're going to be judged and how can we do it? So I, I would say the will of, it, of the father from the beginning of Genesis. So from the beginning of the story has been 
to heal God's go- fundamentally good but broken world by partnering with him. Mm-hmm. And that God's not like creation's fundamentally good, but we're also broken. Um, and we need healing. And God and Jesus is saying, look, work, I've hashed it out, work with people to heal them, to heal the world. Let's heal the world one working with people individually, working with communities, not just putting on shows because God is not all that interested in putting on a show. He does occasionally, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily his day-to-day, this is how I operate. Hmm. So relationship, Re- relationship with God and relationship with other people. Yes. Get, getting into it's the mess, will. getting into the mess of people's lives and working with people and working with the mess, yeah, mm-hmm. and working with your own mess. I think I I ended up in the same area uh, because I I went back to that um, line where he says I never knew you, and that word knew or no it's new um, is also used. It, it's 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 a it can be a very intimate knowing. In fact, it's used in the beginning of Matthew to say that you know uh, Joseph didn't consummate his marriage Mm -hmm. until Jesus was born. He didn't know Mary. Mm -hmm. It's that, that kind of, that's pretty intimate. Mm -hmm. Um, But that, it seems, I I, I agree with you, Jim, like from the beginning, God has uh, created us for relationship and wants us to be his image bearers where we would be in relation to others as well. I love that you brought out um, not only our relationship with him, but others, because I think all of that is entwined. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think the, um, the thing I, I rest on here is like, how do we know Jesus then? And I think that it's by faith. I think that's the, that's the element here. It reminds me of John six, where the crowds ask him, what's the work that we got to do? You know, and you think of, uh, these people here at the end, uh, about to be judged saying, didn't we do all these miracles, all these great works, you know? And uh, Jesus answered in John 6, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. And then he goes to tell him that he's the bread from heaven. And so there's this dependency that we have on on our relationship with with him through faith. Yeah. Mm. It, it almost feels like these people projected what they wanted to be true onto what Jesus said instead of hearing what he was actually saying. Mm. They projected what they would, their preference oh, yeah. onto him. This is a tangible thing. What can I do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead, instead of listening and studying and learning, they just said, okay, this is what I'd prefer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this instead of saying, no, I'm going to know, I'm going to learn what God wants and know what God wants and then follow that. Mm. Yeah. I, and I, I agree with what you're saying, Jim, about it being about relationship as well. You know, when you go all the way back, uh, it sometimes helps me to go back to Genesis Mm -hmm. and think about when things were simple. When things first got broken, the first thing God did was call out to the human, where are you? What's going on in our relationship? You need to be with me. And then later on in the very next chapter, he says to Cain, where's your brother? What, What happened to him? Yeah. Um, and and that is what it's all about. And it's a very it's a very uh, specific thread and it goes all the way through the Old and the New Testament. Mm-hmm. 
that the will of God is to to love him, be in a right a right relationship with him, and in a right relationship with your brother. Yeah. Uh, and I, I want to point out one more thing here because I think that, you know, just again, coming from the, the perfectionistic mm-hmm. person that I am, Jesus isn't calling us to perfect obedience, but rather to trust in him. And I think mm-hmm. that that be, having that type of a real relationship with him, really knowing him mm-hmm. it, intimately, that will change us. It, it You will be that kind of tree that is hooked into... Uh, the living water that he provides us and, and it will transform. It's like, I, I'm a different person now having been married uh, 23 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I know what Netta, my wife is thinking, like I can actually think, I, I mean, she's also changed me by kicking my butt a few times mm-hmm. <laughs> when I needed it. Figuratively. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not literally, but uh, giving me that push that I needed a few times quite a few times. Uh, and, uh, but I, I can now approach a situation and not only do I have like the, here's how I'd approach it, but I could think, Oh, Netta might do this. Oh, that might be a better way to do it. Mm-hmm. Like I, she has changed me, <laughs> which is amazing. And, and, uh, I'm very grateful for, but the same, uh, is, is definitely true in, in a real relationship with, with, uh, Jesus, uh, as our savior, uh, he pours his life into us and it changes us. Yeah. I mean, I'm hearing a lot of parallels, but from how we started this whole series a year ago, where we were talking about um, the section in Matthew five, where Jesus didn't come to abolish the law of the prophets, but to fulfill it. Mm-hmm. And that uh, he's like, your righteousness needs to exceed that of the Pharisees and teachers of the law. And we were talking about how the, so much of the Sermon on the Mount is about Jesus showing us the way things are, have always been and are supposed to be and that it's such a high calling Mm -hmm. and, and it's the way it's the, this is the way of life, but it's completely impossible (laughs) without Jesus and without spirit working inside of us and transforming us. That's a lot of what I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. I, I think we can't leave this, section without just acknowledging that Jesus has done a very good job of expounding on what the will of the father is right. yeah, <laughs> in the past yeah. few chapters. So <laughs> I, What's the I, everything I just said. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so I, I think that you guys kind of assumed that mm-hmm. and went to the implications. Yeah. Yes. Um, and, and to this was a really helpful quote for me from the Didache because it, it summarizes a lot of, I think, the way I need to approach the Sermon on the Mount when I'm thinking about this high calling of like doing the will of the Father and knowing God, knowing Jesus. It says, for if you're able to bear all of the yoke of the Lord, you'll be perfect. But if you're not able, okay, mo- like all of us, <laughs> what you are able, that do. <laughs> yeah. Like right. if that if that isn't like faithful yeah. obedience and trust yeah. like yeah. i don't know what is like oh man i'm doing this i can't do it but i'm not giving up right. i'm not right. walking away right. i'm not i'm gonna i'm gonna walk with under the yoke of the lord right mm-hmm. and yes. th- as he's taught me and then trust you know trust that w- where i fall short he's gonna be faithful yeah that's and great. that that is um 
I, I think um, it it is really important to remember that. We're, I hope no one hears what I was just saying and say, thinks, uh, oh, yeah, just, uh, you know, obedience, uh, obedience, schmedians, you know, like <laughs> yeah. I assume just as you said. Yes. And, exactly. and I think that uh, having Jesus in our life in that intimate way, it would be a violation for us to go against what we know he wants us to do because, mm-hmm. because he has changed us, because he's poured his life into us. He's, he, he, our desires begin to change too mm-hmm. and align with his. And it, it would feel like doing harm not only to, to him, to our relationship with him, but to ourselves. Yeah. I like what you said there. Do what you can now. Yeah, what you're able to, that do. Just do what you can do. Not yeah. worry about what you can't do. Yeah. Do what you can. Love it. Should we, uh, we got some time here. You want to go into the next section? Let's do it. All right. So in verse 24, I'm going to pick up there. It says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall, because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. So Jesus ends the chapter with the most overt dependency upon himself that he's preached, which elicits a, a strong response. The crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority. Unless we build our lives on Jesus's words, our lives will fall apart and be ultimately lost. Before before we get into all of that, though, this section begins with another therefore. So, as we often like to do, what is this therefore, therefore? Is it referring to what immediately preceded, or is it a more general summation of the entire sermon? Yeah. my yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I wrote, it has to be both, and then I said, again. Again. Because <laughs> that's most yes. of the time, that's my answer for, at least for, at least for the Sermon on the Mount. It's yeah. not always the case. Yeah. Right. It, it um, is, the Sermon on the Mount is presented as a continuous thought. Yeah. So, like, it's probably not appropriate to go back to pre-Sermon on the Mount. Yeah. With a therefore, but you could, I think, fairly appropriately and faithfully say it's He's referring to the whole thing mm-hmm. and also referring to the thing he just said. Because mm-hmm. the thing he just said was about people who do the mighty acts but aren't, they don't know him, right? Yeah. They're, not, they're not doing his will in the yeah. day-to-day, all the stuff we just talked about. And then this is about hearing these words of mine and putting them into practice. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's the immediate connection. Yeah. But yeah. then the whole sermon is these words of mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I so. think you're right. I think there is a a both and, you know, that he's kind of ratcheted up the stakes here a little bit with the previous example. Mm-hmm. And so because the stakes are high, listen to what I've been saying. And it's it's everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, I think we've got a lot more to to talk about here. I I, I will just uh, reiterate here as we've closed out. We've we've uh, 
We've talked about Matthew 7, 21 uh, through 23 a few times now, and that scene uh, of, of judgment and uh, our utter dependency on, on Christ and our trust in him uh, that changes us uh, and makes us into someone um, because of our relationship with him that it changes all of our relationships. And, and then he, he tells them, you know, uh, because this is such an um, important thing, you know, he's now contrast, uh, he's put it in two buckets now, uh, those in two different types of hearers, right? Those who do and those who do not do what he's just said. And it's not different, two different roads or the sayer versus the doer. We're down to everyone now who has heard his words. And because the stakes are high, uh, we're going to pick up there again and dive into the ramifications for uh, listening to him or not. So uh, that should be great. <laughs>